First Peter chapter four, verse seven. Yay. <laughs> this is a great scripture because it says, the end of the world is coming soon. Wow. Therefore, be earnest and disciplined in your prayers. You know, the end of the world is coming soon. In fact, at the beginning of this year, I heard the Holy Spirit speak to my heart, watch for the signs. And that God would confirm his word with signs following as well. But he said, watch for the prophetic signs being fulfilled. Because we're in prophetic times, in these end times. Some people, they don't even know what's going on. The reason is they don't read their Bibles. And so we want to encourage you, read your Bible and meditate it. Start to, start to write down scriptures that will help you uh, with your life. Put them next to your mirror. We've done that. My late husband and I, we, we had a scriptures framed next to our mirror, typed out uh, of scriptures we would go through every day. And so you can do that. Um, and then... When I first, we, when we first got saved, or we really surrendered our hearts to the Lord, we grew up in church, but, but you know, you can be in the church, and, and it's like, a, you can walk into a barn, it doesn't make you a cow, <laughs> right? And so, uh, you can be in church, and it doesn't necessarily mean you're living your life in surrender. And so, I surrendered my life at age 16, and my husband also did, he was 17, but during that time, the Jesus movement hit our town. We didn't know that was what it was until later, and we began to hear about it, but, but it swept the young people in our little town and in our church particularly, too. And so I began to want to read my Bible. I wanted to pray, but I didn't know necessarily how to pray. Uh, and my mom, she bought me a Bible, a living Bible. Now, there's the new Living Translation Bible today, but, but back then it was just called Living Bible, and it had pictures of teenagers back then. That was when the Afro hairdo was, you know, out to the, out like that big and flying in the wind, you know, and then blonde-headed ladies with long hair, straight, parted in the middle, uh, bell-bottom jeans, uh, the hippie realm was going on too, and so there were pictures of those kind of people in, in my Bible. I thought, this is cool. I can read this. And one day as I was reading it, I got halfway through my Bible and I thought, I don't want to hurt God's feelings. So I went back and, because I had underlined a few things, I thought, well, I want him to think everything he says is important. So I went back and underlined my whole Bible. <laughs> it's good to have a simple relationship with the Lord. I'm pretty simple. And, um, and so... Uh, I, I started reading my Bible and I, I started praying. Well, my mom got me this book called Conversational Prayer. And so instead of saying words like these and thous and that sort of thing, just talk to God like a friend. So I began to do that. Then I, I remember going off to college and I was in this little prayer group. And as we were in this prayer group, um, I remember sometimes these girls, you know, this praying, Oh, God, Sally broke her toe, and, and Susie over there, her boyfriend left her, and, and um, um, you know, say, Karen over there, she's, uh, she, she doesn't know what she's going to do, and, and we just, we just want to help, we just want you to pray, you, you Lord, to show her what, what she's supposed to do and all this, and there were just a lot of these prayers that were, they would go on and on, and it would be like telling all the problems, and I would sit there thinking, there's got to be more to this. 
And someone gave me a little book by Kenneth Hagin. And I began to read this book on prayer. And I thought, it's so simple. How come I haven't heard this, you know, all my life? And so I began to learn there are various kinds of prayer. And God wants us to have a prayer relationship because he wants fellowship with us. And he wants to talk to us as well as us talk to him. And so, you know, you got two ears and one mouth. I remember this guy came up to me one time and he says, have you ever met anybody that prays without ceasing? I looked at him. I thought, if I had a video camera, this would be great. <laughs> this is a classic. But anyway, I said, well, brother, yes, but prayer is not me doing all the talking. I, I mean, I, I know that God wants me to listen as much as he wants me to talk to him. And I can talk. <laughs> In fact, my husband and I had a few conversations on that. But, um, <laughs> but anyway, um, I found out not only is there conversational prayer, but then there's, there's other kinds of prayer. And so then I came across the prayer of supplication. So supplication is when you ask God for something in the name of Jesus. And so I came across the scripture in Philippians 4, 6. It says, don't worry about anything. Stop your worrying. But instead, pray about everything. With prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. And so... There was a lady in our church years ago when we first started, and she was hitting people up in the lobby for money. And so I pulled her aside and said, um, listen, you don't do this. And she said, well, the Bible says, let your request be made known. I said, read the rest of the verse. It's let your request be made known unto God. And, um, and so anyway, you make your request known to God, and... Then you, at the end of your request, you began to thank God. Lord, I just thank you. I thank you that you hear my prayers. And 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 and 15 says, um, when we pray, that, that we know that he hears our prayers and we know we have the petitions that we've desired of him. Petitions is just a request. And so... Um, so this is a confidence that we have when we pray that he hears us and that we have what we've prayed for. So that is faith. That is releasing your faith when you pray. Some people don't ever release their faith when they pray. They just pray words and, and they never release their faith. And so he wants us to pray with faith. You can't see God, but you can sense God. It's like you can't see the wind, but you see the results of the wind blowing leaves down the street. You can feel the wind. Same with God. You can't see God with your natural eyes, but you can feel God, and you can see the effects of God in a person's life. And so, um, so I, I, I learned that. And then declaration. I began to learn declaration, that you can declare something. Now, this is why you know that Jesus left us with authority. He said, all authority has been given unto me in heaven and earth, and now I'm giving it to you. You go now in my name. And so, um, so I began to learn, okay, I need to take my authority. I need to declare what the scripture says. In fact, Job 22, 28 says, you shall decree a thing, and it will be established unto you. So I began to learn how to declare. 
Lord, I just declare healing to that person over there. I declare that your kingdom come and your will be done in this situation. I declare all that gossip or slander stops. I declare right now that you are working right now in the midst of that situation that that person asked me to pray about. I declare what you have said, Father. You said I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. You said I'm redeemed out of the hand of the enemy. I declare that. So you do it personally. See, there's two categories in, in praying prayer. There's all kinds of prayer, but there's two categories. One is personal and one is, is intercessory prayer. And so, um, so recognizing that I have authority when I pray. I can take authority over the devil The scripture tells us in Ephesians chapter 6, we don't fight against flesh and blood. We fight against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. We have to take our authority. We have to declare what God says instead of our feelings. So many times we're so feeling-oriented, and we have to say, in the name of Jesus, I choose to rejoice. I choose to rejoice in the Lord. Even though I may not feel it at the moment, I believe that, Lord, you're working. Amen? And so, um, so declaring and then praying in tongues. The Apostle Paul wrote this in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 14, and he said, He that prays in an unknown tongue, let him pray to interpret. Now, you're not going to interpret word for word, but you're going to get the general idea. After you've prayed in tongues and you say, Holy Spirit, Reveal to me. Uh, and sometimes I don't get it at the moment, but I get it later. The Holy Spirit, he drops it in my spirit. And so when we pray in tongues, we believe that when we don't know how to pray for something as we ought, Romans 8, 26 and 27 says, when we don't know how to pray as we should, the Holy Spirit helps us with our weaknesses he comes alongside of us to, to help us and to enable us to pray. So as we pray in tongues, then we pray, Holy Spirit, help me now know what I'm praying for. Help me know, know what's going on. And so then you pray and let him guide that. There was a woman years ago in our church, and, and uh, she was driving down the road one day, and the Lord said, pull over and pray, stop, start praying in tongues for your daughter. So she pulled over. Now, you may say, now, how did she hear that? Did God just audibly say that? No. She had been praying already. Every day she would pray, and she would open her spirit up to God. She would read her Bible. And so her spirit was in communion with the spirit of God, so the spirit of God could talk to her on the inside. And sometimes people think, well, how does God talk? He talks to you on the inside, but you have to fellowship with him. See, you got to learn, learn that voice. And so anyway, she pulled over. She started praying in tongues for her daughter. Well, she gets a phone call about an hour and a half later, and her daughter says, Mom, I just want you to know I'm at the police station, and I'm okay, but I just need to let you know what happened. Well, at the very same time, she was praying for her daughter in tongues, And she didn't know what was going on. She said, I was just burdened inside to pray. And then I felt a release. She said, um, that at that moment, the daughter told her, she said, I went to an ATM machine to withdraw some money. And she said, a guy came up behind me with a gun, and he told me to get in my car. 
and to just drive. And so we drove and um, ended up pulling up to an area where they were building new homes. And she said um, nobody was around. And it was dusk at that time, getting dark. And she said right when we pulled up and stopped, she said suddenly a car pulled up behind us and flashed its lights. The guy that was in the car with me with a gun jumps out and takes off running. Well, the guy that had pulled up behind in the car that flashed its lights got out and came around and told her. He said, are you okay? She said, well, I am now. And so then he said, would you want me to drive behind you to the police station? She said, yes, please. So she had gotten to the police station to report this incident that had happened. But while she's telling this to her mom, her mom is thinking, thank you, Jesus, that you prompted me to pray in tongues. See, when we pray in the Spirit and we, we allow the Holy Spirit to pray through us, many times angels are working in behalf of our prayers. And we don't even realize what's going on. Okay, so um, another incident I wanted to share with you. Um, back in 2018, I believe it was, my, um, it, we had a cold snap and I turned my heat on. Uh, it was like April and I thought, Oh, I'll turn my heater on. I turned my heater on, and when I did, um, I began to smell something like I'd smelt in 1991 when our house burned down in the middle of the night. So I got up and walked through my house. I came to the kitchen, and it seemed like that was where the intensity was. And so uh, then I went upstairs because I have someone that lives with me, and so I went up, and I woke up Sherry. I said, Sherry, I, I smell the same thing downstairs that I smelt in, in uh, our fire years ago. And so she got up and came down with me because it wasn't upstairs. It was only downstairs. And so we flipped the light on, and there it was, that yellow haze of carbon monoxide poisoning coming out of the vent. And so we turned off the, the heating uh, system, and we uh, aired the house out back there with our doors and our windows. And so then I said, you go on back to bed. I'll, I am too. We got to get up and, and teach in the morning. So anyway, we did. Well, it was about 4.30. What had happened was I was awakened. I believe an angel woke me up. I think up in heaven where Jesus is praying for us, the Bible says. But I think the saints that are up there are praying too. I feel like my husband prays for us. And so I think he probably said something, you know, go help him. But anyway... Um, uh, Pastor Charmaine, uh, she, when I got out of my class, I came in my office and, and my assistant said, Pastor Charmaine's on the phone, she's crying. So I said, what's going on, Charmaine? She said, well, I was awakened this morning around 4.15, something like that. She said, and I, 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 I had a dream of Pastor Billy Joe. And she said, I never have ever dreamed of Pastor Billy Joe, but I dreamed he was crying. And he told me, would you pray for my family? And so she said, I got up and I wrote all the names down of everybody, all the grandkids, all the kids, all the family members, grand, grand, everybody. And she said, I just prayed in tongues. And, you know, uh, I told her, I said, Charmaine, you were praying for me. This is what happened. And, of course, you know, I'd had a guy come years, two years before, and he told me, he said, you got an old heating and air system. And he said, you're going to have to get it replaced at some point. I said, can you fix it now? He said, I can. I can patch it. But he said, you're going to have to get it replaced. And so, anyway, um, when the heating and air guy came to replace it, he said, yeah, that's what it was, carbon monoxide poisoning. It's so sneaky, you know. There have been people that have died of that. 
but I'm so grateful for prayer. I'm so grateful for uh, people praying, uh, you know, and for prayer in my own life because of that sensitivity, that awareness. Because when you start to have a prayer relationship with God, you start to have sensitivity uh, to the voice. And so um, another time, uh, Pastor Maria, I'm so grateful for staff members that pray. Pastor Maria Cleanscale, she came to me, she said, Pastor Sharon, I've been praying for you, for your van. I said, well, she said, there's something wrong. And I said, so I took it to the place. They said, we can't find anything. She comes back, she said, yeah, there's something wrong, still wrong. I took it back again. They said, we can't find anything. And I told her, I said, Maria, I have taken it twice now. They've told me they can't find anything. So she said, well, I'm just going to pray you will not be driving it when whatever it is. Well, I drove it all the time. And so we went to an event where um, Toymaker's Dream was at and Tom and Susan Newman were there, and so we had to take one of our kids back for an event back here, and so uh, they said, why don't you just take our little car, and we'll drive your van with all the other kids. So we said, okay, great. Right as they were coming into Tulsa at that 41st uh, overpass, where there's on the other side of the road down below, it says night trips. I pray for, I've prayed for that for years. And do you know the manager did get saved and some of the girls praise God. But um, right there at that little overpass, uh, the van broke down. The wheel, the back wheel just totally broke off the axle. Not a flat tire, I'm talking broke off the axle. And because Tom was driving, he was strong enough to control the vehicle and it not go over into the ravine. So all of our kids were saved. And so, you know, God has a way to, to use us to pray to stop something as well as to pray through something. But many times we ignore those promptings. So I'm praying for you today that you will pray and be sensitive to the Holy Spirit that when he prompts you on something, that you will pray that through. Maria kept praying it through. She didn't stop. And so I, I believe God is really speaking to us in this hour because we're in an hour where we're getting so close to the end. That's why 1 Peter 4, 7 says what it says. And you may say, well, that was written 2,000 years ago and it still, he still hadn't come. The world hadn't ended. Well, folks, I'm telling you, the prophetic signs have been happening all around us, and they will continue to, but we are so close. I heard that in my spirit. We're so close to the second coming of Jesus Christ, and we've got to be ready, and there's a whole world that needs to be ready that's depending on you and me, and it's depending on us not being afraid and not being um, uh, apathetic to ignore that voice, he needs all of us in position right now. He's positioning people. And so he's wanting to speak into our hearts. When you read the Bible, it's God talking to you. And when you're praying, just believe that he's going to drop thoughts inside of you. He's going to prompt you. Don't ignore those promptings because he needs every one of us. I want us to stand together this morning as we're closing. Um, Wow, there's so much more that I could share. Um, but we don't have the time. 
Maybe on a Wednesday night we can talk a little bit more about it. But Pastor Paul asked me to be over the prayer ministry here. And we are wanting to find out people that are praying. We know that the church as a whole, the body of Christ, we need prayer. The devil has come down with great wrath. Revelations 12, 12. He says, woe to the inhabitants on the earth because the devil comes down with great wrath. A lot of people talk about sending the devil back to hell. He's not in hell. He's in that realm right above us. You can't see it. But those demon spirits are influencing war. They're influencing murder. They're influencing abuse. They're influencing anger. They're influencing all kinds of stuff going on on this earth. And we have to, we have to know our authority and take it. But, but realizing that, he's called us to pray. Now, he says, he comes down with great wrath knowing his time is short. The devil has a time frame being on earth. Man, I could tell you so much more on that. But anyway, um, the verse before it says, but we overcome him by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony, not loving our lives even unto death. And so we recognize he wants us to overcome. God wants us to overcome. The devil wants to convince us everything's hopeless. Give up, just like what Ernie said earlier. But we've got to see that we're here with purpose and that we've got to fulfill that. God's depending on us. He's chosen to. We're not in the tribulation, but we're in the wrath of Satan right now because things are coming very close to the end. My husband said to me in 2008, he said, I get inside of me, everything's about to intensify. Well, it has more and more and more. So right now, Father, I pray for everyone in this room. I pray for your Holy Spirit that, Lord, you would speak into their hearts and they would hear your voice and they would respond to you. Whatever it is that you're, they're walking through right now, if it's conviction, that they would allow you to convict. If it's, Lord, direction, that they would allow you to direct. If it's to move in faith and obedience, that they would allow that. If it's for deliverance or freedom, that they would allow that. In Jesus' name, I pray, Father, help us to know you and to flow with you in this hour. In the name of Jesus, we release our faith, Lord, that you've got us here on earth with purpose and that we're going to fulfill that purpose in Jesus' name. Now, with our heads bowed and our eyes closed all over the place, if you're here and you're saying, Pastor Sharon, I realize I need to just surrender my life. I've come to church, but I realize I really haven't yielded and surrendered. If that's you, lift your hand all over the place. I'm ready to surrender like me. I grew up in the church, but I came to it the place. Yeah, yeah, hands are going up. Praise God. And maybe you're here today and you're saying, Pastor Sharon, I realize God's calling me to pray and I've neglected that. I've, I've shoved that voice aside. And today I'm making that commitment. If that's you, that you're lifting your hand, I'm going to get back in prayer. I'm going to get back into the Word. I'm going to get back into that discipline, uh, spiritual discipline in my life because I know that I've been in a battle and now I'm realizing how to overcome. Yeah. Maybe you're here today and the Holy Spirit's prompting you that you're going to be stepping out in faith to do something that God has spoken to you to do. You don't, you don't know exactly what it is, but you're going, to, you're going to believe that you hear His voice. If that's you, lift your hand. Yeah, you're going to respond to Him. Yeah, praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hands are going up.
as, as hands are going up, I'm going to ask if you would step out from where you are, come to the front. And, and there's nothing like uh, uh, religious about this, but it is a spiritual act when we respond, whatever that is, to the Holy Spirit and come to the front. There's believers that are going to come up to and they're going to pray behind you. And we're going to release our faith that the Holy Spirit has his way in our lives and that we are going to be uh, used by God in this hour in the way he desires in a surrender of our lives to him. It takes faith. It takes courage to move beyond your feelings and to just obey promptings of the Holy Spirit. I see some of you I've been seeing for years, but God is using your lives and he's, he sees your willingness, your willingness to obey him. So Father, today, I pray for all of these that have come forward and are still coming. I pray, Lord, that you would seal this commitment of their lives in the name of Jesus, that they would hear your voice and follow you, not only today, but in the days ahead, that they would continue this in the name of Jesus. Now, I want us to all pray together with these that have come forward. I want you to pray this with me out loud. Lord Jesus, I surrender to you. I want your will in my life. I know I'm here on purpose. I know you want to use my life for your kingdom. So today, I surrender to you. Have your way in me. I repent of sin, of going my own way, of ignoring your promptings. And today, I choose to follow you, to hear your voice, to know you more, to follow your lead in my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Help me walk in your divine power. I commit to pray. I commit to your word. I commit my life to you. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.